Good morning, all listeners, and happy Selection Sunday. It is Sunday, March 13th, 2022. It is 7.56 a.m., and this is episode 135 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Selection Sunday. Boogie, happy Selection Sunday to you. Finally here, my friend. Selection Sunday, the biggest day in college basketball other than the tournament starting. This is the day that we all want to be remembered as our best day in sports every year, my friend. It really is the best day in sports every year as we have a Selection Sunday countdown Man, they released the brackets in approximately seven hours and four minutes right after the end of the Big Ten Championship game on CBS. That game starts at 12.30, should be over by about 2.30, 3 o'clock, so probably a little after 3 Pacific, a little after 6 Eastern. We will have ourselves a bracket, my friend. Woo! I cannot wait. Man, yesterday was crazy. We had upsets. We had blowouts. Yes. Boy, did we have blowouts. Blowouts and upsets. Bro. We had some really good games as well. Um, first off, you know, just off the fly here, I wanted to uh, congratulate Rob Senderoff. Kent State, unfortunately, did not win the game yesterday. Uh, got blown out in a really bad uh, fashion against Akron. So congratulations to Akron Zips as they take yeah. over the MAC and uh, win MAC Conference Championship as the four seed over Kent State, the two seed. Yep. Uh, but uh, that was Boogie's blockbuster best bet. Unfortunately, we did not know much about that video that went out. It's been national news, and I uh, wanted to uh, – just congratulate Rob, though. A great season. Uh, we were rooting for him out here in Vegas. And uh, he put on a clinic for the entire season. Uh, just wanted to make sure that uh, I went ahead and said that. Um, tough loss for them. But I know the way he coaches that he'll get that team ready to go next year. Yes. Uh, congratulations on a great season for Kent State. And congratulations to Akron for punching their ticket. You know, I mentioned, Boogie, that we would have a bracket here in about seven hours and change. And yesterday, we saw a lot of teams solidify their spot on that said bracket. None more impressive, I think, though, than the week that the Virginia Tech Hokies had up in New York. Wow. Um, they, they had such a good week, and for them to start with a buzzer beater against Clemson... And then just continuously win games. They buzzer beater against Clemson on Wednesday. They beat Notre Dame on Thursday. They beat North Carolina on Friday. And they beat Duke yesterday. Just spoiling Coach K's last ACC. They, Coach K was going for his 16th ACC championship. And Virginia Tech just took it from them. Eliminating any doubt if they were going to get in or not. Amazing job by the Hokies. Great coaching job Mike by Young. Mike Young. Amazing. Amazing. And it's funny that Mike Young coaches Virginia Tech because 
the head, the former head coach of Virginia Tech, Buzz Williams, is actually has Texas A and M in the same position today to do exactly what his former school just did. A and M has also been winning games since Wednesday, starting with a buzzer beater against Florida, beating Auburn and beating Arkansas to get to this game today against Tennessee for the SEC championship. Hmm, what a coincidence. Crazy. A&M has the same opportunity. We had some chalk, as you mentioned. Arizona, actually, a ferocious comeback. They were down double digits in last night's game out here in Vegas. But dang, man, they look good. Benedict Mathurin, 27-7-4 last night. Stepping up to the plate with the absence of uh, Kirkisa. Yep. And Arizona locking in that number one overall seed. The the Wildcats have a really good opportunity to win it this year, I think. Yeah, they are real strong. They got those big guys. Uh, Tabellis is looking awesome. They've got uh, another big dude. What's his name? Coloco. Coloco uh, in the inside. Yeah. Uh, their their guard play is unbelievable. Mathurin yeah. should be taking care of business. Yeah. Um, Got to see what happens, but, uh, you know, Dale and Terry's nice. He had a big game, too. A 6'7 sophomore guard. He was throwing down last night. He actually had a real good game for them. And UCLA is strong, too. After watching that game, they, they look strong as well. You have uh, the same five from last year, and you throw in Jalen Clark, and you throw in uh, Miles Johnson, the transfer from Rutgers. So this team also very loaded. UCLA and Arizona one of the the atmosphere last night out here for that game was incredible. Um, as I mentioned, Tennessee locks up with uh, Texas A and M today for the SEC. You had uh, Kansas, who we were really strong on yesterday, winning the Big Twelve championship yet again. Now they're saying that potentially two Big Twelve teams are going to get the one seeds here: Gonzaga, yeah. Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. Yep. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's? I mean. You wouldn't maybe try to give it to a Nova or a Purdue if Purdue wins today. Like, are you, are you I mean, they have they have uh, the only thing I don't see is is that uh, I can't see those guys. I think they're still number two lines there. You know, Baylor's got what Baylor's got is they've got the the number one team with the most quadrant one wins, which is huge. Yeah, that's probably what's going to get huge. It, and you got to give it to Kansas. Arizona took care of business over a tough UCLA team, and obviously we got those Zags over at Gonzaga. So uh, I I think that question, obviously they they could moved um, they could have moved somebody from like a Villanova or even if Purdue wins today yeah. uh, to that number one line. Yeah. Um, but I think that Baylor just showed so so hard. That Big 12 was really tough this year. The Big Texas 12 Tech was. was great this year. Yeah. Um, Iowa State, even though their conference record wasn't good, was a tough team for most of the year. Yeah, you're right. You know, so it was a strong conference, and I think you got to give it up to them. Definitely. I agree 100%. The Big 12 was probably top to bottom the best league this year. I mean, we've had this conversation a million times on several different episodes of this podcast of – you know, I just remember Iowa State being dead last and being ranked. And that's really all that you got to say about the Big 12 when it comes to the validity of that conference. You apologize for your best bet, so I'm going to issue an apology to Abilene Christian. 
actually lost to uh, New Mexico State yesterday in the WAC tournament final, 66-52. I was off on that. Uh, I was hoping Abilene would make another Cinderella run into the tournament again this year. And um, as we talked about it before, they stepped up in class, transferring from the Southland to the WAC. New Mexico State, the class of the WAC. And after watching them yesterday, they play really good, and they're in this tournament every mm-hmm. single year, it seems. Um, looking to try, probably finally get over the hump and win a game, New Mexico State is. So we'll see where they get seated. We had uh, A&M Corpus Christi win the Southland. Cal State Fullerton in a thriller out here in Henderson. A one-point win against Long Beach State to get a position here. Um, we called UAB yesterday as uh, watch out for Jordan Walker. We kind of gave you the heads up on that. He had 27 points. And UAB wins Conference USA to solidify a bid. We had Montana State. Yeah. Um, had the over in that game, too. So a two-way win for us there with Montana State. The wire-to-wire champions out of the big sky, the regular season and conference champions, they will solidify their spot. As we mentioned before, Akron did beat Kent State, so congratulations to the Zips. Uh, Texas Southern won the SWAC again, so Texas Southern, who was in the first four last year and won that first four game. Uh-huh. Um, I'll never forget it. I was at the Circle Pool watching that one, <laughs> and uh, Texas Southern did a good job there and took care of business against Alcorn State, so they're back in. And how about Boise State yesterday? Those Broncos, man, beating San Diego State, who's been the class of the Mountain West. They seem like they're in the tournament and in the Mountain West title game every single year. Boise State, they got a big stop on the final possession. To wow, fifty three fifty two, Boise State wins the Mountain West. Man, and that that under went. As well with 105. 118 and a half or 118 was the total and uh, yeah. that wasn't even close. Not at all. Um, g- congratulations on winning this drink bet out of the Mac. Mac. The St. Peter's Peacocks yeah. return return to March Madness. They're, they will get their name announced later on this afternoon as uh, this is their first NCAA tournament since 2011 for St. P- Peter's defeating Monmouth by six. And winning the Mac. So that is going to be... I can't wait to say that whenever we do our bracket special. St. Peter's champions. Um, you got some semifinals that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Norfolk State was another one that was pretty simple. We had that Coppin State Cinderella oh, run. yeah, that was easy. They played a really tough first half, but Norfolk State, the more talented team, pulled away. And Norfolk State... Back-to-back years winning the MEAC and getting into the tournament. And uh, also, you can't forget about Vermont, who was a wire-to-wire win against UMBC. Vermont, the class of the America East this year, finishing the regular season 28-5 and and 17-1. Regular season and conference champions out of the America East. Dangerous team. I'm excited to see who they get in the first round. Yeah, the Catamounts look real strong. They almost doubled up UMBC. Yeah. 82-43. So very impressive there. And uh, they always turn out really well when they come out to March Madness. Remember when Vermont beat Syracuse in 05? TJ Sorrentine? That's right. I remember Gus Johnson was on the call, and he hit a 30-footer and knocked out Syracuse, a 14-3 upset. Vermont will probably get a 13 or a 14, so they're going to get somebody tough. So I'm excited to see that whoever Vermont plays for sure. Um, as I said, some more semifinals. Villanova did win the Big East yesterday. 
Great job calling Gillespie, the super senior. He came back for this moment. Six years. Yeah. Nova going to be a tough out in the tournament, finishing 26-7 and seven and winning the Big East tournament. Not as strong, though, as they have been. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them. But it's, it's weird. It just seems like those that this kind of year that you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That is our recap from yesterday. That's all the champions. Um, the rest of the games were all semifinals, which today we actually have five more bids to go. So we have 27 automatic qualifiers thus far. Five more will be decided today. And then the other 36. And like I said, about seven hours from now, Boogie, we're going to have 68 teams announced and a bracket and a schedule I can't wait. It's exciting. Uh, we just cannot wait. This is it, man. This is this is what we've been looking for. This is what we've been playing with, uh, talking about it since November. Mm-hmm. Shoot, we've been talking about it since like September, October, when we were getting oh, 60 more days, 40 more days yeah. till, been, till college basketball season starts. I've been thinking about this since last March Madness. <laughs> I'm trying to redeem myself from last year's March Madness. Oh, God. Um, now the part of the show that I'm least looking forward to, and that's going over these five championship <laughs> games. Why is that? Because there is a strong likelihood that you and I could be on the polar opposite of every single game. Me and Boogie did our cap and off screen, and I do know that four of the five, he is oppo of me. We will give our reasonings, though, because I'm not backing down, and I'm... All drink bets on Selection Sunday, I I don't know. you got to make a decision on one game. I'm not going to spoil it and give it away. So let's just get down to business on in terms of who is going to get these last five bids. Yes, sir. 9 o'clock ESPN2. This game starts in about one hour. So we're going to get these out to you guys long before that. We got the Yale Bulldogs and the Princeton Tigers. The top two teams in the Ivy League all season long. They split in the regular season. And I'm telling you what, Boogie, this is promising to be a very exciting time because the Ivy League was not a part of the NCAA tournament last year. No, they were not because of COVID. Yeah, they, they're the smart kids, so they're trying to stay <laughs> away from COVID. And they did that. So this is the first Ivy League berth since 2019. So the Ivy League schools have done a really good job in the tournament too. You know, yeah. Princeton's competed, Yale's competed, Harvard's competed. I think uh, you told me a stat that Ivy League teams have won, what, five games in the past decade in the tournament or something, right? Yeah, and one possession, uh, two two more years. Okay. One possession losses, two, two other years. This tournament started yesterday because only the top four teams make it. The number one seed, Princeton, defeated Cornell 77-73. A, a brief scare there for the Tigers as they had a commanding first half lead and Cornell came back and actually took the lead late in that game, but Princeton squeaking it out. Same thing with Yale. That Yale-Penn game was really good too. A six-point win for Yale, 67-61, setting up the all-chalk Ivy League championship game. Both teams had stellar records, both Regular season and in league play. 
Princeton 12 and 2 in the Ivy League and Yale 11 and 3. I'm going to tell you what, Boogie, watch out for my guy Azar Swain, senior point guard for Yale. 19 points a game, hits 44th in the country in scoring. Um, I'll even boast your side up if you guys haven't seen Jalen Llewellyn play. Kid's a player. He's a point forward for this Princeton team. They got a good squad as well. They run that Princeton offense, as everybody knows. Um, they did have a couple matchups in the regular season, which I'll allow you to go over. But I am back in Yale here. Right now, the line is three and a half. And I am going to buy the hook with Yale and get the Yale Bulldogs up to four. A game I think they can steal, steal a berth here. And uh, I'm going to take them plus the four points against Princeton. I think Princeton's offense is going to be able to take care of business today. Uh, I think they will be able to hit their three-point shots, uh, which will get us to cover here with the Princeton Tigers. Uh Uh, Yale has a good defense. um, And on the other side, Princeton did have a tough game last night against Cornell. uh, But I think they have enough offense to be able to take care of the ball today and uh, take the cover. I'm going to take Princeton minus the three. Princeton is up there in regards to scoring as Princeton is eighth in the country in points per game. And if you look at the seven teams ahead of them, you got a UAB team that's in the tournament. you got an Iowa team, an Arizona team, South Dakota State, and Gonzaga who are all going to make the NCAA tournament. So we'll see if that offense can roll to victory. Like you mentioned, Yale plays a little bit better D, but we shall see. Drink bet number one of many on this Selection Sunday. And uh, Boogie going with Princeton and Barron going with Yale. We're going to move now to the SEC championship game, Boogie. The SEC has put on quite the show as they moved their tournament from Nashville, Tennessee to Tampa, Florida. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but they did a really, really nice tribute to Dickie V. Uh, Dickie V only lives about an hour south of Tampa down in Sarasota. And um, they got him uh, you know, a little ceremony at halftime. So very, very nice of the SEC conference. They gave him a nice uh, ball signed by all the coaches. It was cool. I missed that. Um, oh, yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah, they put on a real – and, you know, the SEC's also put on a, one hell of an event. And it, it two unlikely teams that you were thinking that's going to be in this game today, it's uh, Texas A&M who is fighting for their NCAA tournament lives this whole week. And the Tennessee Volunteers, who actually upset my Kentucky Wildcats yesterday and uh, bounced them from the tournament, Tennessee obviously has played one less game. Tennessee's journey here, Boogie, started on Friday. The two-seed in this conference gets a double bye. So they got Mississippi State on Friday, 72-59. And then Kentucky yesterday, 69-62, holding Kentucky to their lowest scoring output of the season. Pretty impressive. First half and full game. Tennessee looked really good yesterday with Kennedy Kennedy Chandler and and, uh, and those guys. So you look at AM's miraculous run here and the way that they've done it. And I, I touched on it briefly earlier that AM has the opportunity to do the exact same thing that Virginia Tech did last night. Win five games in five days. Uh, it's incredible feat. 
Four games in four days, I apologize. It's not quite the uh, Big East UConn run from oh, 2011. Camba and the kids. Camba and the kids went in five and five. This is four and four. But the way that they did it, though, Boogie, has been the most impressive. It seems like they're just getting better with every game. They had the buzzer beater on Thursday against Florida in an 83-80 to victory there. And then then you're thinking, all right, you're playing Auburn the one seed. Then they're going to get beat. Nope. Texas A&M beats them, 67-62. And then they played Arkansas yesterday and absolutely smoked the Razorbacks, 82-64. Eric Musselman's teams, they will be announced today. And so will Auburn, obviously. Yeah. But now A&M looking to beat three NCAA tournament teams in a row and three of the top four teams in the SEC. Man, this is crazy. You're either riding with the momentum or wondering if the cream's going to rise to the top. I got a pretty good mixture of dogs and favorites here today as I had a dog in the Ivy League game. I'm going back to the well with the favorite. I think Texas A&M's run is going to come to an end. I think Tennessee is the superior team. And look what they've been doing defensively. Holding Kentucky to 62 points is absolutely incredible. And Tennessee's actually hot in their own right, Boogie. They've won six consecutive games. They've only lost one time since the month of February started. A 10-point road loss to Arkansas. So in over a month, this Tennessee team, led by Rick Barnes, a veteran, solid coach, has only lost one game. And as I take a look, they did play Texas A&M this year, beat them by 10 at Knoxville. Now you're playing them at home, or now you're playing them on a neutral site. SEC tournament title on the line, A&M potential bid on the line. Gotta go with Tennessee here, the better team. They will come out and cover this six points. Tennessee minus six, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with you shouting that out. I mean, Woo! but you know, <laughs> drink back. You know, your other side of this is A&M has also been showing up on the defensive side. They have. Holding their last four opponents to 22% from three-point. They held Auburn to 62 points. They held Arkansas to 64 points. You're right. And nothing says more to me than heart. Like Vatek yesterday, got to ride Texas A&M today. I think they can take care of business. And even if they don't, they will get everything for them in this game. The Aggies of A&M haven't lost in nearly a month, winning their last five games by an average of nine points. I'm taking my chances with the dog here. Give me A&M plus six. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you something about this, too, and I want to hear your honest opinion on this. If they don't pull this upset today, if they lose this game, you know, because a lot of people with Virginia Tech last night, they were saying if they didn't win that, there was a chance they could be out, which I thought was bogus. Right. I'm wondering, is A&M... Is A&M out of the bracket if they don't win this game? That's what I'm really wondering here. You know, the way the the uh, ACC has been down this year, and obviously Vatek, I think, was uh, a bid stealer yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the way the ACC has been down, uh, there's been uh, the Big East has been down a little bit. Yep. Um, obviously, you got a couple of teams in the Mountain West that we've been talking about yeah. as uh, as up-and-coming teams. Yep. I think that A&M has done enough in this strong SEC yeah. uh, conference and league that they deserve. They, they've beaten 
the best of the best. I agree 100%. The SEC has been a really good league this year. And, you know, I've been comparing bracketology reports all morning. And CBS got A&M as a 10. Lenardi got them as the last team in the tournament here. And I think the only way they can get bounced is, we talked about this earlier, there's two, well, there's only, there's a bid stealer today in Richmond, which we'll talk about next game, because Davidson's getting in the tournament no matter what out of the 8-10. A Richmond defeat of Davidson really puts the pressure on Texas A&M to win this game. It just depends on what you've, you know, the committee says that it's a full body of work, but like, you got to roll with who's hot at this time of year. I understand both sides of it. When you look at the 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 wrong side of the bubble, you're seeing teams like SMU who lost yesterday, Xavier who lost to Butler, Oklahoma. I mean, what do you do with Oklahoma out of a strong Big 12 when they beat, they won a game, they got a good win in the Big 12 tournament, and then they lost a heartbreaker to Texas Tech. You know, are you going to give credit to Texas A&M because they're still playing? That's the tough part. It's about not just all this. them playing. I mean. Arkansas, what, went to the Elite Eight last year? That's true. 82-68. They destroyed this team yesterday. Yeah, they, they crushed them. Auburn, who was number one in the country for many, many weeks this year. Yeah. Jabari Smith and company. Yeah, beat they beat them too. held them to 62 points and yeah. took care of business against them. They're, it's impressive. They're, it, their last it seven games, it's, it is also who, who's hot. Yeah. They have straight up the last seven games. They've won 7-0, 7-0 against the spread. Yeah. You gotta give A and M getting this SEC tournament final. You gotta give them win or lose. I think I agree. Higher seed, okay, that's fine, but you gotta put them in. Yeah, so I mean that that's what we're gonna have to look at here. You know, the selection committee is a lot different than these bracketologists. I mean, they're usually about ninety percent right, but you never know. I mean, realistically, the facts are this: nobody knows what the bracket looks like at this point, except for that selection committee. And that's the beauty of Selection Sunday. Now, there's one thing I know for sure is this next game is going to be very pivotal for all these at-large teams that we're talking about because in this Richmond-Davidson A-10 championship game, Richmond has been designated as a bid stealer. Now, let me further more into that. This is our first CBS game, by the way. 10 o'clock on CBS is where you can catch the Atlantic 10 championship game. And if you guys haven't watched the A-10, it's great basketball. And it's a one-bid league, though. Yeah. We've been talking about this all year, and this is where I want to elaborate on how important this is for not just Richmond, but for other at-large teams because – a Richmond defeat here of Davidson is going to push whoever the selection committee has as the last team in this tournament out of the tournament into the NIT. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how huge this is, Boogie, because Davidson, we've discussed Davidson and how great Davidson is. Now we can kind of dive into the matchup a little bit because I know I'm a fan of chaos and I am a fan of experience. And I know we argued before this pod started about senior leadership. And you brought up the St. Bonnie's Kyle Lofton missing those free throws on Friday against St. Louis. Yeah. St. Bonnie's had five seniors and they lost, right? Yeah. Richmond returns four super seniors. So six-year seniors that all took the extra year because of COVID and all came back to literally play in this game. 
to literally have an opportunity to get to the NCAA tournament. Right. But they are going up against such a good Davidson team who has been the cream of the crop in the Atlantic 10 books this entire year. Yep. I mean, this team, I mean, outside of a loss to Dayton, they have one loss since January 26th. Now, they've played this Richmond team. And they lost. They lost. 87-84, Davidson won. Davidson beat Richmond 87-84 on January 14th. So almost two months ago. This is just way more meaningful for, for me, Boogs. I mean, I'm looking at this game. I got a Davidson team that scored 76 a game. So they do score more, and they do give up less points, too. Only giving up 66 a game compared to Richmond 69. I'm feeling a sense of urgency, though, here with Richmond. As they started their John on Thursday beating Rhode Island, and then beating VCU on Friday, and then beating Dayton yesterday. So the last two games, they knocked out the two and the three. Now they got the chance to beat the one. Same exact path of your VTechs, of your A&Ms. Richmond's got a good opportunity here, Boogie. And the fact that they have this game exactly same time as A&M and Tennessee, knowing that Texas A&M's going to be sweating it out if they don't win, this is what it's all about. I love the experience of the four super seniors, and I got to go with the Richmond Spiders. By the hook, Richmond plus four. I faded Davidson yesterday, and I'm doing it again. Yeah, I'm oppo, brother. Ah, three for three. I'm oppo on this. All right. Davidson is the cream of the crop. Sell me, sell me. Bottom line is is that they're just a better team. Okay. They're a better team. Come on. When does that matter in March Madness? It, it doesn't. Sometimes it does. It doesn't. But the fact is is that if you're talking about like Va Tech, oh, Virginia Tech played in a better conference than this league. Rich, than this Richmond school. Atlantic 10, you said it yourself, is going to be one bid league. One big league. Yeah, one bid league. You're so right. you're going to give the one bid league the best team is going to come to the top. The kind, cream always rises kind, to the kind, top. Kind of like New Mexico State yesterday. Correct, okay. my friend. Right. I had to teach you on that one. All right. I'm All teaching right. you on this preach, one preach. right now. All right. Bottom line, Davidson Wildcats will take right. care of business today. It is three and a half. I'll go ahead and buy it down to three. Okay. And give me Davidson for the win, the All cover, right. and the conference championship. All right. All right. That's that's three for three. I'm glad that I'm not watching hoops with you until later this afternoon. <laughs> now here's this is this I'm I'm so excited about this next game, and I know, <laughs> and I've given you time because this is the one game where you haven't really given me a definitive answer. And I'm not going to ask you to give me a definitive answer. I'm going to intro the game for you, give you some time to actually dive a little bit deeper. This Memphis and Houston game, man. Do we have a problem? This is what I'm wondering too, my friend, because if you look at the regular season, 69-59, loser, 75-61, loser. Memphis swept the regular season series against Houston. Now we come back today. I've been preaching this a lot of the aspect of the regular season doesn't matter in these spots. I've been in, I told you a little story about me back in my heyday 
beating a team twice by 20 points, coming down to the tournament time and losing to that same team. I don't see Penny Hardaway's boys showing up here and laying an egg. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Memphis is not going to play good today because they've looked good these last couple days. You know, they crushed Central Florida in the 3-6 game and then yesterday edging SMU out in the semis, 70-63. But Houston's getting back to what Houston does, bro. Blowing teams out. A 13-point win against Cincy, a 20-point win against Tulane. I understand where the sports books are coming from making this line at three and a half, given because where are they supposed to make it? Memphis beat them twice this year, so how are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Houston minus ten when they lost twice? No, nope. that doesn't make sense. No, nope. Memphis is a team, and we've actually talked about this for a couple of years that Memphis has given Houston fits these last few years. Yes. Buddy. It has been that one team in this conference that has played Houston very well. They beat them twice this year. They beat them twice in 2021. They beat them in 2020. I mean, 10 of the last 13 matchups. Memphis has beat Houston 10 of the last 13. 10 of the last 13 matchups. They've covered the spread. That is crazy to me. So, where I'm getting at, and Jalen Durant's dealing with the little thing today, their best player. He's dealing with... A little something, something. But where I'm getting at with this is I'm taking a look at where the difference is in this game. Number one, for me, it's experience. I think Houston's got more experience. They've got the Fabian White, who's played the second most NCAA D1 games of all time behind Jordan Bohannon, who was awesome yesterday, which we'll talk about him in a minute. Bro. The Houston Cougars are fourth in the country in defense. Points per game. 59 points per game. Only three teams are better. North Texas, San Diego State, and Fresno. Houston locking teams down, Boogie. And with the experience, the way they play defense. And I love I love Penny Hardaway. Loved him as a player, loved him as a coach. However, I still think Houston got the better coach in Kelvin Sampson. Hall of Famer. Big game today. They really want to beat this Memphis team, and they're going to get it done. Houston Cougars, by the hook, Houston minus three, will win and cover and win the American Championship today. Is that that's your that's your line, and I gotta I I gotta respect it. I I gotta respect it, man. Houston has been my team. They've been your team. They have been my team, and the the fact though is is that I I cannot bet with my heart. Numbers don't lie, brother. Ten Number, of the last thirteen, you 10 said of the it. Last thirteen, uh, Fabian White has stepped up. Kyler Edwards, great pickup from Texas Tech for Kelvin Sampson and his squad. Oh yeah, this team was. By far a very good team going into the season. No Marcus Sasser, no or yeah, no Marcus Sasser, no Tremont Mark um, due to injury in in uh, early in the season, and somehow some way they fought through it. Guys stepped up, but when a team like Penny Hardaway's team with these these freshmen stepped up towards the end of the season, they had a lot of people against them earlier in the season because they were not playing up to their potential. Mm-hmm. Defense does win championships. Houston's defense has been great. 
But Memphis, man, Memphis's defense has been unbelievable as well recently. Mm-hmm. They are red hot. Um, they have they and also they also have an assist mark. This team scores sixty percent of their scoring is done on assists. And the problem with Houston, they're not able to switch out, and they have trouble with teams that make them work. Okay. And Penny Hardaway's team will make them work. That's right. why they were not able to play well against them this year. That's why they haven't been able to be successful with them in the past years. This is going to be a close game. But I think that Memphis, win or lose, is going to be a close game. When we always say, if you think they have an opportunity to win the game outright, yeah. and you're getting points... Take that team. Yep. Give me Memphis. I'm taking Memphis plus the four. I will buy a hook. Three and a half is the line right now. Give yep. me Memphis plus four. That is four drink bets in a row. Oh, man. Watch out. Jalen Duran, though, yes. Uh, he did get hurt yesterday, uh, but nothing, no broken bones on his hand. Uh, he was probably a little bit sore, but he's going to be stepping up. He'll be all right. 12-15 on CBS, you can catch Memphis and Houston immediately following nothing. Or no, immediately following AM and Tennessee. So AM Tennessee at 10, followed by Memphis and Houston. You got ESPN2 is where you can catch the Ivy League game at 9 a.m. ESPN2, that's in about 35 minutes. And we have a doubleheader on CBS today, the A-10 championship game between Richmond and Davidson. And this last game, Boogie, the last game we're going to talk about before the NCAA tournament. It's like it's every year. We go to the Big Ten Championship game. Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, and Grant Hill will be on the call down there in Indianapolis, Indiana. Iowa versus Purdue. The two hottest teams in the Big Ten, and they meet up for one last hurrah. Maybe the two best players in the Big Ten on the court today. And Keegan Murray from Iowa and Jaden Ivey from Purdue. They both got supporting cast like crazy. Hey, what what a win. Jordan Bohannon. What a win by Bohannon in that squad yesterday. He hit four threes in the last two and a half minutes to wheel them to a comeback win against Indiana, who was red hot. Iowa started on Thursday with a 112-76 win against Northwestern. 84-74 against Rutgers and 80-77 yesterday. Scoring more than 80 in every game so far. I haven't seen Purdue do that yet. They beat Penn State 69-61, and they beat Michigan State yesterday. Seems to me that Purdue has had the path of least resistance here as they have been fortunate enough to avoid Ohio State and Wisconsin, and they got a chance to play the two lesser opponents in this uh, run not taking anything away from Purdue, though we, you know, we talked earlier. They're right on that one to two seed line, as they have been one of the better teams, and I've I've hyped them up this year, saying have. saying that this could be Matt Painter's best team, and they got a player in Jaden Ivy that if you folks out there haven't watched Purdue play, go check this kid out today on CBS at twelve thirty. Iowa's just on fire, though, man. I you know the way that Iowa's been playing. To lose, to lose Luca Garza and Joe Wieskamp, and then for them to come back and score the the rock the way they've scored, and to play the way they've played. I mean, two losses since February. I mean, 
They lost to Michigan, and they lost to Illinois. And outside of that, they have been steamrolling teams, <laughs> steamrolling good teams too. And the coaching job that has been done by McCaffrey is amazing. He got both his sons playing on the team. Yeah. Jordan Bohannon, you got Toussaint, you got the Murray brothers. I mean, this team, Iowa basketball, man, looks good. This is a team that's going to be a tough out. Because of the way that they score the basketball, Boogie. I mean, this team's fourth in the country in scoring. 84 points a game. Right behind Arizona, South Dakota State, and Gonzaga. When you can score like this, they're tough to beat. They run that dribble drive offense. They can shoot it from outside. They got Murray. He was an inside-out nightmare for anybody. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I don't know. I don't know who they're going to try to stick on Keegan Murray. I know they got Ivy. That's kind of a mismatch. I mean, they got uh, Travion Williams. Zach Eady's a monster in the paint, and he might have a big game for Purdue. But I think Keegan Murray wheels the team here, man. I got this a, a coin flip game in regards to who's going to win. So to kind of pony off of what you said about this Houston Memphis game. I think Iowa wins this game. So if you're telling me I can get Iowa plus three and buy this hook, I'm doing it. Give me the Hawkeyes plus three. All right. Well, you didn't mention someone else for Purdue, which is Sasha Stefanovic. Yeah, and you know if your last name ends in Vich that you can shoot. <laughs> that is true, my friend. That is true. Uh-huh. Jaden Ivey, Zach Eady, Trevion Williams and company. Man, this Purdue team is loaded. Not to mention the three-point shooting of Sasha Stefanovic. Yeah. Uh, Iowa lost to this Purdue team earlier this year at Iowa, 83-73, and at Purdue, 77-70. We might be seeing a shootout. We really might be seeing another shootout. Could be. It's at 150. They know that, that this. the books know that. That's why it's at the 150 mark. Um, so be careful on that one. Maybe lean towards the over here. But I think Purdue does enough today to be able to take care of business. Um, I love Iowa's heart. I loved it yesterday. Man, what a shooting night they did yesterday. But bottom line, Purdue looking to become the Big Ten champ again. Um, man, I remember back in the day with Big Dog, Glenn Robinson. Wow. Yeah, so I, I am back in Purdue today. I think they carry care of business. You're going to take it plus three on the buy hook up. I'm taking the buy hook down. Give me Purdue minus two. Man, five championship games today. And Boogie and I go five for five, and just this is—I'm going to be competitive here today. I can't wait because I know you know we got a we got a few hours. I mean, I'm I'm going to go grab some breakfast. I'm going to go bet these morning games, and I'm going to chill for a minute. And I know that we're going to be linking up here for the two late games: Houston, uh, Memphis, and Iowa, Purdue. And, man, I'm really hoping that I got me, like, a 2-1 or a 3-0 lead because I'm talking shit. Mm. This is going to be crazy. I don't think we've ever went 5 out of 5, especially on Selection Sunday. No. We're, we're usually spot on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But we're. it's like we're living on different planets or something. I just don't know what you're seeing, but I'm seeing something different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I hope that we can get this corrected by first four. If we go first four, four drink bets, I, I don't know. Well, this is... We're going to have to bring in like a third person to see if we could get, you know, 
two out of you know three three different opinions so that there there's a somebody cons- sway you there's differently. A, there's a consensus. Somebody sway something. you differently. Yes. Um, it's best bet time. We have about 25, 30 minutes until these games kick off, and uh, it's I'm going back to the game that we just talked about, and that is uh, Iowa and Purdue. And uh, I like Iowa a lot in this Big Ten final, and that is where I'm going for my best bet, Iowa plus three. All right, my friend. Well, here we go. Boogie's blockbuster best bet. I think we're going to have to go back to the well here, and I'm sorry to do this, my friend. It's okay. But I'm going Memphis. I think Memphis, oh Penfi- Penny Hardaway will have his boys ready to play. Lockdown defense on Houston? Nah. Lockdown defense on Memphis. What? Memphis knows how to beat this Houston team. Give me Memphis. Memphis will take care of business. Outright winner here. And they could be a, a, a bid stealer as well. We didn't even mention that part. Give me Memphis over Houston. That's what I'm wondering with Memphis is, aren't they? They're not in the tournament. I mean, they only have 20, 21 wins. I mean, they're they're not. They don't have that many wins. Are they on this? They're where do they have their seed at on here? Man, that's that's where we at right now. Eight seed, but CBS got them like a ten. I'm just so surprised that you're going Memphis. I just. It's like close game. It's everything, everything that you've talked about over the years. I, I mean, I'm telling you, there was a point in time where Houston was your best bet every single Sunday. Yeah, and now you're going against them. Yeah. Hey, sometimes there's a changing of the guard. Yeah, yeah. Changing of the guard. Boogie's blockbuster best bet is Memphis getting those points. And my best bet's going to be Iowa getting these points. Three and three. Three and four. Crazy, bro. Well, great job. And uh, (laughs) that's a wrap. Selection Sunday, baby. Let's go. We'll talk to you guys a lot this coming week as we will discuss the first four. We will reflect on the bracket. And you already know you want to tune in for that first Thursday and watch us run the table again like we did last year. That's a wrap for episode one. 36. Good luck, everybody. Or is that 135? I've lost count. It doesn't matter. Go win some money. Fade me, fade Boogie. Tease them, whatever. Just win. Bear now. Boogie out.